Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Hello. Uh, my name is Carrie. I'm Jack. I'm Dean. I'm Aaron. And we have a silent guest star <laughs> named oh Marissa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I thought you were silent. <laughs> Who's just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And Dean is going to talk about a crime today. Am I? Oh, crap. I have nothing prepared. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Turns out I do. This may be... <laughs> I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for Jack to look at me angrily. <laughs> the most famous murder, unsolved murder case involving a millionaire in the Bahamas mm. in the history of the Caribbean islands. That's all I'm saying. That was hmm. weird, I know. But yeah. um, not too many qualifiers there. But no, this is actually, honestly, this is the murder of Sir Harry Oakes. Truly among unsolved murder aficionados, one of the most famous cases ever. Trust me. Anybody know it? Nope. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys are not unsolved murder aficionados. Mm-hmm. Damn you. Okay, well, you know what? After today, you're going to know it. I and like, if you already know it out there in listener land, let's hope you enjoy it. I was going to say, I like murders that were solved. Oh, really? Yeah. I love like unsolved a, murders. I, okay. A good <laughs> ending. Jerry's no. like, no, I'm really pro-murder as long as it's solved. Yeah. I favor murder. So let's set the scene here. A Bahamian, we're going to say Bahamian, because that's the way you're supposed to. Dang. I keep on saying, if I say Bahamanian, let me apologize. Bahamanian. Right now, to the people of Bahamas. So, this is on the Bahamas, <laughs> where a Bahamian real estate agent named Harold Christie has spent the night at, his, at a mansion called Westbourne. It belongs to Harry Oaks. He, again, is the aforementioned filthy rich guy from the Bahamas. It's on Cable Beach on the island of New Providence, where, is, where Nassau is, which is where most of the people in the Bahamas live. The date is July 7th, 1943. Oaks. Oh. What? What's that? It's our anniversary. 1943? Yeah, not, July not 7th, 1943. <laughs> Neither one of us was born yet. Oaks is said to be one of the richest men in the world. His family was, at the time, was staying in Maine. So he was going to join them in a couple days. So it's just he and his buddy Harold were there about 7 a.m. the morning mm-hmm. of July 7th. Christie, Harold Christie, awake, wakes up. And goes out on the, I guess there's a veranda. Spooning the other guy. <laughs> oh, no, no. He had an adjacent room. Gay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. No, he had. He was staying in the, in the guest room, which okay. was separated from Harold Christie. I'm sorry, Harry Oaks's room by a bathroom and an anteroom. What? Two lesbians lived on the CIA headquarters yes. for like decades. Okay, that's a great story. T- save that for a weird bit. Okay. Okay. So. Oaks is said to be possibly the richest man in the British Empire. He's filthy, filthy rich, gold mine rich. We'll tell you. I'll tell you in a second about that. Seven a.m. Uh, Held Christie wakes up, and he goes along. I guess the veranda, right? That they're both the door, like the screen doors. This is Bahamas. It's tropical. You have just the screen door open. You have the breeze coming in. Right, nineteen forty-three. Air conditioning's not awesome. So you need a mosquito net. They had a mosquito net. Everybody had a mosquito net over their bed. That's how you so, do it. Harold goes in. I'll call him. I'll call him Christie. Christie walks over and from the screen, the open screen, says, "Hi, Harry." No reaction. You know where this is going, right? He goes into the bedroom. There's Harry Oaks lying in his bed. His body burnt. Wow. 
On his bed? <laughs> By fire. <laughs> is the bed burnt? Yes, the bed is burnt. The it's mosquito necking around him is all burnt up. His body is burnt to the point where it's got major burn blisters all over it. It's nice and crispy. It's all, there's also a bunch of feathers strewn all over him. Mm. Santeria. Phoenix. From weird. the pillow. Oh. It is a bit weird. I thought it was a live chicken There's sacrifice. also yeah. blood on his face. And there's also a um, soot all over him. Well, Dahlia, there's soot. (laughs) How can you tell there's blood if he's burnt to a crisp? Because there's blood. Burnt blood. (laughs) They can probably still find it. Maybe Maybe he's not burnt to a crisp. No, he's pretty badly burned, but there's blood on his face. Just shut up and accept it. Don't question it. Well, unless the blood was put there after he was burnted. No, it was not. It's from his, I'll, I'll tell you in a second, it's from okay. his wound. So, yeah. also one last item to, to, before we move along is that there's a fan. He's usually got a little fan on an end table that has been put onto the floor between the bed and the screen, blowing like air from the screen, from the, you know, the open screen, open to the wind, open to the, as if to fan the flames. <laughs> what? Open to the wind, open yeah, to the screen, yeah. open to the something else. That almost became a spoken word poem. Yeah, yeah there. Slam, a little slam. Somebody give me a beat next time. Sit. The uh, die for our Cynthia. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so the question is obviously who murdered Sir Harry Oaks? Now let's set the table for who the players are in our mystery here. First, of course, Harry Oaks. He was uh, again. He he was a zillionaire by today's standards. He'd be a billionaire. I mean, he was that. Yeah. He was said to be rich as much as three hundred million dollars in nineteen forty-three. I don't know what that'd be nowadays, but a shitload. That'd be Bill that. Gates level. He got it from um, gold mining. Got it from his mama. He did not get this from his mama. Actually, he's from a kind of lower middle class family. He basically spent 20 years traveling the world looking for gold, thinking he's like this scientific genius, by the way. Anyway, he was worth about a, a ton of money. He got it in gold. He, After 20 years of searching all over the world for gold, he finally struck it rich, and it was the second biggest gold mine in the world. Wow. When he struck in Canada. Mm. So he couldn't be the first? <laughs> I don't know where the first was, but he had Probably the second Probably Russia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually have no clue. And so, but Harry hated taxes. Oh. oh. One of those. Like, uh, yeah. all the fucking rich people who hate taxes, yeah. Yeah. I don't like you. What is he, a libertarian? Probably. He, uh, in Canada, there was a change in government, and they're going to tax, they're going to uh, do a special tax on gold mines. Mm. And so there, his bill in that first year was going to be three million dollars. Well, he, three hundred, not that much, boy. He literally had a seizure. Oh my god! And had to be hospitalized when he was told of this. What a baby man! Yeah, he's yeah. a baby man. A baby man. You know I, what my opinion of gold is? It should I don't. Actually. It should not be pers- It shouldn't be owned by a person. Okay. I mean, you know, you shouldn't be able to <laughs> name the communist in the room. You shouldn't be able to buy the mine, and oh. you know, you shouldn't have rights to what's in the land. Because it, it, like, it should belong to the. No one owns the water. It should belong to everybody. Ground. Yes, it should belong to to everybody. Yeah, wow. It should I agree. be public. Everybody should be stunned with gold chains. <laughs> <laughs> Carry that reach program for the homeless is to give them the gold get them fucking bling. Hell yeah! Oh my God. Let's bling them up. Exactly. So anyway, while convalescing in Palm Beach in Florida from this hor- horrific news that he's going to have to pay some taxes. Did he go to Mar-a-Lago? Nah. Probably. Uh, he met a man named Harold Christie, who spent a lot of time in Florida. He was from the Bahamas. And he told him, hey, guess what? Guess what they don't have in the Bahamas? Taxes. Oh. Very low tax. No inheritance tax. No income tax. So Damn. kind of a tax haven. So he said, I am going to go live in the Bahamas. Yeah. He bought himself a baronetcy, so you had to call him Sir Harry uh. I'm grossed out. Yeah. 
Men are he weak. was he was actually a very very generous and helped a lot of poor people, but he was also very controlling and greedy and greedy you know. as hell. So like Warren Buffett meets Donald Trump. <laughs> oh my God. Sure, sure, let's do that. Yeah. Why not? Well, I don't think he's as bad as Donald Trump because he seems to actually be able to do business well. Mm. Yeah, and keep yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. So maybe like Jeff Bezos. Okay, and Jeff Bezos oh. meets Warren Buffett. That Amazon guy. Yes. Yes, that Amazon guy. Okay. Right on. So. Who else is in the Bahamas at this time, you ask? Oh, none other than the ex-king of England. The Duke of Windsor, he was the guy who was King Henry VIII, the infamous, or famously, at the end of, I think, late 1936, he wanted to marry a twice-divorced American, Wallace Simpson. They said, that's not going to fly, buddy. So they basically made him abdicate in order to marry her, at which point she was pissed, though, because she thought she was marrying a king, not a nobody. So by, they made him governor of the Bahamas basically to get him out of the way. Remember, this is mm-hmm. during World War II. Oh, yeah. The thing about both Wallace Simpson and the Duke of Windsor, the former King Henry, the, uh, King Edward VIII, he was kind of a Nazi. Ooh, they both were. They had Nazi of. sympathies. And so they put him at the, they gave him this sinecure in the Bahamas to Gross. get him out of the way. It was yeah, kind of the backwater. Yeah, this one's a Nazi sympathizer. Let's put yeah. him in charge of he was, a goddamn island. They were atrocious people in every way. They were, they were, they were just, everything was status and, and hierarchy and just money, money, money. Money, money, money. And they were Nazis, icing on the cake. And they were gross, I think. I mean, I think like he wrote her gross letters and stuff like yeah. that. They're probably like second cousins or something. <laughs> and they were icky. And no. they were just icky. I think just icky. And they kind of smelled funny. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to start rumors. Carrie's just going full bore. Okay, there's a cat. There's a dog in my way. Did, she's not in your way. way she's sitting down. <laughs> okay, so if I uh, stumble of my words, it's because of Hazel. What? How dare you? The other key person here we need to know about was a man named Alfred D. Marigny. I'm going to say, I'm going to call him um, Freddy. How's that? Okay. Marigny, M-A-R-I-G. Oh, I'm going to call him Frank. Marigny. <laughs> M-A-R-I-G-N-Y was how you spell his last name is what I was doing. He met the 17-year-old Nancy Oakes. Yes, the daughter of Harry Oakes in Nassau. And a romance bloomed. They got engaged secretly in NASA, and then she went off to finish high school. Oh, God. <laughs> prep school in the United States. And she, um, and, and she was, just fell in love with this. Like, he, he was this kind of playboy. He raced yachts, you know. She, she liked that whole thing. He, well, I'll Come tell you more drink. about him in a minute. But um, they got engaged, and then they, two days after her 18th birthday, mm. they got married in Brooklyn. <laughs> she oh. was up there to watch him race his, his yacht in Long Island, and they went off to Brooklyn. He's like, oh, you're 18 now? Let's go get hitched. Yeah. He was this like this tall, dashing, he spoke uh, Mauritian. He was from Mauritius originally. So he spoke French. He had a goatee, which makes him cool. <laughs> he, <laughs> and, and he's living this Did kind of... Did you even notice that? What? He, he spoke France. <laughs> I said, I said France. <laughs> he did. He was I, one of those real, like, book-learning kind of people. <laughs> they speak France. They speak America. <laughs> oh. Well, Harry Oak spoke Canada. So uh, Marini was this but he was sort of an outsider in the bahamas because that's a, it was a very insular british Ew. conservative kind of society there and yeah. he was just he didn't get along he with most of those people he was way above that he raced the odds he was cool and they were yeah. and, and married simple. 17 year old yeah. and married 17 sure 18 is. when they got married 17 okay, when sure. they're engaged come on <laughs> yeah. he invented barely legal mm-hmm. 
so at first it's okay. Oaks kind of takes, tries to accept him, even gives him some money to start a our business or invest it or something like that. But things kind of go bad. So when Harry was found murdered, guess who was the best idea for a patsy? Nancy. No. Oh. Freddy. The guy. <laughs> Freddy de Marini. Let's get back to our murder, though. Now, Christy and a couple of other guests had been having dinner the night before they found his body in the morning, right? With Harry Oaks, right? The family, by the way, was in Maine already. It's July. They, both, they spent most of the summer in, up in Maine at the, the, the family mansion up there in Bar Harbor. And the family was already there. He was going to follow them and, and join them in just a couple of days, except for Nancy. We'll, we'll, I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, they played some Chinese checkers after dinner. Aww. Harry, Harry, Harold Christie, and, the, and a couple of guests. Mom's on her side now. Because you like side. Chinese checkers? I like Chinese checkers, yeah. yes. And they were apparently big. It's like after dinner. Hey, you guys want to play checkers? Yeah. Woo. Sure, let's, let's have a good time. This no, is before Chinese entertainment. Chinese checkers is not like checkers. I know. Curious. It's okay. fucking thrilling. Okay. <laughs> it's way better. Than it's not as... It is actually a lot better than But checkers. is it as fun as tying strings to two cans and walking yeah. on <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's that fun. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not that fun. Okay, because that's fun. So, uh, a call, call back, by the way. <laughs> on the way out, at ele- about 11.15, they noticed, the, the guests noticed that Harold Christie had had his driver bring him his car... He had been driving earlier with Harry Oaks, so he had called his driver, said, bring me my car to Harry Oaks' house to Westbourne, and he had the driver park it like on the other side, far away in the shadows beneath trees, and it's dark now, by the tennis court. The only reason they noticed because they because these guys' car was out toward there, so they noticed, and they asked him, why did you have a car parked way out there? And he said, no, no reason. Shut up. Leave me alone. Look what's over there. So <laughs> keep that in mind. So Christian Oaks... Go, go back in the house, talk a little bit, They and they both go to their separate bedrooms at 11.45 or so. Christy's room, again, is... As far as you no know. No homo. <laughs> is, is separated by a bathroom and an ante room from Harry Oaks's bedroom. The next morning, as, as we heard earlier, Christy finds Oaks dead in bed. He's burned badly. He's been set afire. They basically is doused with some kind of inflammable, like they think maybe petrol. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said petrol because it's the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And lit... He is blistering on his Wait. neck, head, groin, left knee, and right foot. So I guess they specially doused the balls. I don't know what that. I, I'm assuming that means the blistering was where there was more fuel. I'm guessing. The feathers mm-hmm. all over him are from a pillow. Somebody they ripped the pillow and threw feathers all over him. Most people assume is the, they thought the feathers would help burn him. Mm. Oh, that was the assumption. And then of course the fan is blowing as if to feed the flames. Right? Feed yeah. It. On the left side of his head. Here's, here's the, the burning part. That's not how he died. On the left side of his head are deep, four deep triangular-shaped indentations about a half inch across and roughly two inches apart and form kind of a square or a diamond. It's the same thing. Around his ear. So what? basically someone used something that made this weird four-part triangular, sharp-ish, but not, I mean, blunt, but sharp, sharp but blunt. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and smash that into the, the left side of his head, kind of sort of around his ear, and that's what killed him. The trauma and blood loss what from is that, that is what killed him. You know, it could have been like the. I'm thinking of like the bottom of a yeah of a, a lamp or something. Uh, yeah, that's that possible. It's kind of hollow, bits. but it's got you know four corners and yeah. Not to give anything away, but to this day, no one knows what it was. Huh. What? Blood had flown from the ear area where the wounds were to his forehead. So what, what does that mean to you? He was, he was upside down. down. He was upside. Yes. He was either 
up, he's either lying on his stomach when he was hit, or he fell immediately onto his stomach, and so the blood flowed from the ear down over the forehead. He would have but when he was found, he was on his back. So they moved him, and Someone then doused yeah. the bitch. Yeah. So and then they doused him, set yeah. Him on fire. Say again? To set him on fire. And Maybe, him. yeah, to make sure the front got burned. I don't know. And, and again, that, so that's what killed him. It was the, mainly the head wound. I mean, obviously the burning didn't help much, yeah. but the head wound is what killed him. Uh, and then there's the, they find the fan blowing to flame the fan the flames. What? Flame the fans. <laughs> flame on. So I can do that to like um, Nickelback fans. Let's flame those fans. Mm-hmm. What, is, what does that mean? Flame them. Flame them. Flame burn them. Oh, burn them? Wow, that's just, that's just, I thought it was a slang. Figuratively. Figuratively. Flame them. I thought, like, give them a joint. Give them some weed. Oh some no, I don't like that. You got to flame up, man. Nickelback fans. You got when I get high? Yeah, man, let's no, do that, No, I man. don't want we're Nickelback to get fans. high with a Nickelback fans. We want to get high fans. so we forget we're Nickelback fans. It <laughs> makes sense. It all. Look at this photograph. <laughs> there are fingerprints and handprints smudged on the walls, right? And there are sandy and kind of muddy footprints on the stairs. It's the Bahamas. Going from downstairs to upstairs. I know. Yeah. But, and, it, and it did rain the night before, right? But apparently th- that tells you that there's multiple people there. Again, more on that Christy. later. Was Harold he Christie ever? says he heard nothing. He slept through it. He's woken up a couple of times during the night, All once right. by mosquitoes, once by just, I don't know, nothing. But neither time he did he hear anything and he just got back to sleep very quickly. That's right? weird. No. We'll talk about that later as well. He, okay, so he finds the body and, and Christie frantically calls his brother Frank and he says, get a doctor and uh, quick. In his haste and panic, he forgets to tell his brother Frank where the hell he is. Mm. Oh, God. That's important. He didn't ask. uh, Well, he hung up. He hung up and he called someone else. So Frank calls the popo and says, okay, well, here's a couple places he might be. And by process of elimination, the police get there fairly quickly. Remember, it's a small island. And they get to... And he's a rich white dude. Harry Oaks' house. And they find Harry Oaks dead. The police... I'm sorry, the, the would later put the time of death at... Well, okay, here... What? They say that he died about four to six hours after his last meal. From what I read of, of what, mm. how they spent the evening, the last meal was probably something like 9.30. So his time of death was something like 1.30 to 3.30 in the morning. And was it baked crab and guava duff? It was wow. positive as baked crab and guava duff. <laughs> Johnny cake? <laughs> Actually, Maybe some Johnny cakes. if you think about it, because, you know, he was baked and then we ate baked crab. Yes. Yeah, That's there horrible. we go. So, uh, guess who else? Someone called during this early time here? The Duke of Windsor. Oh, hi, Duke. Oh. You Nazi-ass bitch. Hate you. Yeah. <laughs> he immediately bans any reporting on the crime. Why? It's too late for one. This one, it was just weirdly coincidence, is that a reporter was due over at Harry Oaks's house that morning, and since Harry Oaks, being a rich person, would often just blow off meetings with lesser people at any time, the reporter was calling saying, are we still on for the meeting? And he got Harold Christie, and Harold Christie said, oh, he's dead, Harry's dead, you know? And so the reporter came over there. A reporter immediately sent a cable out to, like, the AP or something like that overseas, and then just after that, Duke of Windsor sends word out, no press, he did complete censorship. There was no reporting on this for the first little while after it, it, it occurred. So the Duke also says, I'm going to take a, quote, personal hand in the investigation. And the first thing he does is he immediately forbids the local police, which is a perfectly professional police department, hmm. from investigating. Instead, he personally calls the Miami, Florida 
chief of police and says, by name, I need two of your investigators, uh, two captains from the Miami Police Department to come over here, fly them down to Bahamas ASAP today, now, and they're going to lead this investigation. That sounds super fishy. Yeah, he's not even trying to be subtle. Yeah. He's like Ann Coulter. Yeah. She went on a Twitter <laughs> tirade calling everyone. He's like, oh, this person's a half globalist. Jake oh Tapper's a half globalist. I'm like, bitch, you're not even trying to hide your anti-Semitism anymore. Yeah. The Duke would later say, oh, it was just I wanted, you know, experienced professionals to be involved. That, that, again, the people in charge of the Fuckery. Bahamian police were absolutely experienced yeah. professionals. Maybe not with, with sophisticated murders still. So... Yeah, but it would make more sense to for him to get British yeah. officers yes. than American. Not, anybody would be Scotland Yard. I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, no jurisdiction. Well, yeah. you're cluing in to what would be the, uh, a complete screwed up case. There are yeah. so many questions for this case. That's just the start of it. Let's get back to our investigation. That's our, what? The investigation of these two Miami detectives, namely Captain Edward Melchin, a homicide detective, and Captain James Barker, also from the Homicide Department in Miami, but supposedly the preeminent fingerprint expert. Ha. Okay. Melkin had known the Duke Milken. of Windsor from uh, the Duke's frequent trips to, to Miami in that area. He was kind of like the guy assigned to protect slash escort visiting dignitaries. Oh, So okay. he had already known. The Duke knew him. So they became buddies. They butted up. <clears throat> butted up? Is that a thing? So, or... <laughs> He he <coughs> had all the dirt on what the Duke was up to when he was visiting Miami. Someone is quick with the conspiracy yeah, theory. That's not a conspiracy. A little bit. The truth look up. What? what? Did you just like, <laughs> did you like, like censor yourself? The truth no. is upped. No. Mango. It's the truth look it up. <laughs> oh, I you did not say those but words. But I no, my word. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, you honestly sounded like you were being censored on the radio. You did. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I love when they slur it my words. It was part of the concrete. It's audio podcast. It is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, fingerprints were going to be key, and they know this, right? So Barker was brought in. He was the fingerprint guy, right? Guess what he forgot and left in Miami? His fingerprint kit. special oh. fingerprint camera. <laughs> oh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> he also, when he got there, he took fingerprints with scotch tape. Oh, my God. Locally sourced. Oh, that probably works. It does work. <laughs> But, like, but it's not. It's a murder case. Yeah. Yeah. And he ran out of scotch tape. So the last few prints that he lifted, he had to take with rubber. How? I don't know exactly, but you use with rubber, rubber. And it, what huh. it does, though, like, unfortunely, that process, it destroys the prints. You can't retake them or anything like that after, once, you've oh, done, I once see. you've done them with rubber. So, and one hmm. of the prints that was lifted with the rubber method was indeed the absolutely key print supposed of hmm. of Freddie Marini, his finger on a Chinese screen. The Chinese screen is like, you know, it's like one of those foldy a screens. A divider? Kind of like that, but small. Basically, oh. Harry uh, would use it to put it between his bed and the screen just for, I don't know, for privacy or just to block the wind or something like that. Okay. So, and they found, and it was in the room, and they found a single fingerprint of Freddie on that Chinese screen, and they used that rubber process, um, meaning it was it was ruined. It was, you can oh, still see the smudge, but it's ruined as far as a usable fingerprint once you use it that once you process it that way. So Barker and Melchin would, and soon afterward, they would have all of the fingerprints and smudges from the crime scene washed off. Well, couldn't they have asked the local police department, be like, "Hey, do y'all have a fingerprint kit that <laughs> we think, can borrow?" I, they had. Um, they had the dust part that he he had brought that. Oh, that stuff? Yeah, he had all that stuff. He didn't bring the camera. He you had the other what? stuff, though. 
if they had Daphne from mm-hmm. Scooby Doo, she could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She used makeup and she got that yeah. fingerprint and she opened she's that like, fingerprint door. She's the MacGyver of cartoons. Yeah. yeah and she turned her body into what? a weapon. Mm-hmm. Damn. She's yeah, good. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's my childhood. You, I was only Fred twice. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were Fred as as your I costume. I was Fred. I'd have been Scooby. I'm really good at ascots. What can I say? Ascots. You're are. really good at ascots. Yeah. Yes, I learned how to tie one. As yeah. if that's right. like an action. It is. <laughs> ascot tying is learned skill. Oh, it is. I'm a top totally. 25 ascotter. <laughs> <laughs> I have been named Loki to the ascot all stars. So uh, they also did not secure that Chinese screen for 10 days after the murder. When it had the per- this incredibly important print, they left it in there unsecured until they until they took it back to the police hmm. department. There, they also had absolutely no idea what the murder weapon was, where well, the murder weapon yeah. might be, and they appear to make vi- to spend very little effort to find it because <laughs> that's how everyone pronounces that word: effort. With a D. T, Why is it a D? You're like whenever my GPS says Sacramento. It says Sacramento. I'm Does like, it? why are you doing that? <laughs> Thank you, GPS, for supporting me. No, that's, you're incorrect. Who's right, the human or the AI? AI. Right now, uh, Sophia. Terminator. He's Sophia the robot. Mm-hmm. The footprints. Guys, we found one. The footprints that are clearly leaning upstairs. Melchin and Barker say they were leaning downstairs. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they're stupid. Because the toes go in front of the heel. Were they walking backwards down the stairs? Yeah. They, uh, get they let visitors come over. Visitors started coming over. Word went out. Oh my God, Harry Oaks is dead. Why? And so people came over. His wealthy friends and whatnot came over. Let them just traipse around the place. Oh. But yeah, wasn't this before they really no. understood? Absolutely the not. No, in of the forties. Uh, not this yeah. is They absolutely yeah. not. Well, I, don't I don't think they let them upstairs in the in the bedroom where it was. But let them walk around the house. Let them stay. I mean, they should have had. They should have let Truth no one in that house. Yeah. Whatsoever. One of those visitors, by the way, was Freddie DeMarini. <laughs> so they processed the crime scene. They had the local co- cops then scrub it clean. They told one of the locals, by the way, that this was done, quote, because the remaining prints did not match those of the accused. And this was fairly early on. So they were honing in quite quickly on, I'm sure you can guess who. Yeah. Freddie. They called in Freddie. And they questioned him. I think he arrived, the first time he arrived around 11 or sometime in the morning, and he was there of his own volition. He heard, same thing, he heard he'd been killed. He went over there with a couple of female friends of his, and it was a. What? What do you mean by female friends? Just friends. Brown Don't read anything brown into it, okay? No, 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 no. I you guys. Go fucking a dead guy's house. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. That's what Aaron. Gary was thinking. No, it wasn't. Oh. I'm just thinking it's weird to bring. I think any friends, let alone no, female friends. Was, I can't remember, but there was a, a reason they were already. There was a reason. I, I, you know what I think it was? I think he was down. He had gone down to Nassau, the city, main you know area, yeah. that morning, and he met some people, and they're talking about. It. It's like, hey, let's go over there. It was okay. something like that. I think he was also with a male friend as well. Okay, like so he was. He had a car. This is the son-in-law. Yes, the son-in-law okay. had a car, and he said, "Let's go over there." So, like, he and three people did. Wait, where was Nancy? Nancy was in uh, Miami. On her way to, this is funny, to Bennington, Vermont to study dance with Martha Graham. <laughs> that's, that's how rich this 18 year old, I think she might, was, you know. Martha Graham is going to be her personal dance teacher. Yeah. I hate her already. She's okay. lying. To, yeah. to study dance, because I'm sure she's a super talented ballerina. Yeah. No, that bitch can't even stay on point. <laughs> <laughs> can't do no bama. So uh, they, they, they questioned him. This is critical because. 
uh, those witnesses would say that Freddie was called upstairs or, uh, up to where the room was, right? Up into Oaks's room where the murder had taken Oaks's. place. They all, but what they do, the, the, we'll see in a minute why that becomes very, very controversial. They checked his body, though. They had him like take off his shirt and check his body, and they found what, what singed hairs on like the back of his hands and back of his forearms. There it is. And also, I think oh. on his eyebrows and stuff like that. He could have just said, I'm really bad at barbecuing. Yeah. yeah. Well, he kind of does. Shows up singed in a place where someone was burned to death. <laughs> what a dummy is More boy. on that later. But anyway, three days after the murder, Freddie Marigny is arrested for murder. Yeah, I would Whoa. too. Really, because the singed hairs? Yes. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. He like smells like gasoline. <laughs> and hairs. He's got feathers on his head. He has a four pronged, sharp object in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going with one thing into everything in terms of evidence here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why was Marini such a good patsy, though? The, the re- reason was pretty easy. Oaks didn't like him, hated him, it had a very estranged relationship by this point. He was, again, he was this, he's from Mauritius. He's from this kind of minor noble family, spoke French. Uh, at, at a, as a late teens, he had left Mauritius because his, his dad had some money, but he left Mauritius with nothing to his name because when he was younger, his mo- mother and father had divorced, right? His mom had gone away to, I think, to live in France or England or something like that to live, right? She, he's, so he's, he's playing tennis with his friend, George Vizdeleu, and... <laughs> <laughs> the, the people next playing tennis next to them, an older couple, are uh, I can't remember, what, but they George like knows the guy, so they introduce, and he introduces George introduces his friend Freddie De Marigny, and the woman gasps and says, "Oh my God, you're my son!" Oh my God! <laughs> uh, no, that's a movie. He, she had moved back to Mauritius. What? And uh, his Freddie's father had essentially not told him and refused to let her contact him. So he was pissed off. He leaves Mauritius. Makes he and George Vizdeleu both leave Mauritius, and he wound up in the Bahamas by 1937. He then he married like a rich American woman, but this here's, this will come up later too. He marries this rich American woman. She has this problem though, right? He's he's a British subject by this point. He become, he uh, was able to get British citizenship, and she's and she's married to him. The British had very tight currency controls at this time is during World War II, right? Mm-hmm. And so she couldn't get her money out of the Bahamas. It was really hard to go. You know, she liked to go and spend time in Florida, the United States, and, and you know, party, but she couldn't get her money out. So Freddie says, I have an idea. Why don't we get sort of fake divorced? And since you're no longer married to a British citizen, you'll be an American citizen and not liable to British laws. You'll be able to do whatever you want with your money. She says, okay. And then after the laws are revoked or eased up after the war, we'll just get remarried. She says, aces. Let's do that. That's going to come up later. And you can imagine how this is going to come up. Yeah. Because we know he's married. (laughs) You play your ass. Yeah. He's playing her. He became a chicken farmer. He, he realized that all, because How this is Bahamas, well, sure. Mm. The Bahamas were a, a major uh, soldier. A lot of soldiers were there. So he realizes they needed to eat. So he started farming chickens and he did very, very well. He, he saw a need and he filled it. Damn right he did. Mm-hmm. Smart business. He was <laughs> Carrie, who hates people who own gold, is now all <laughs> over chicken farming as <laughs> yeah. a smart businessman. Mom like just it. turned into Donald Trump. Two completely different things. He went from Karl Marx to Donald Trump. Exactly. Whiplash. Oh. So, again, though, he's, he's very suave. He elopes with Nancy. 
they go to Mexico and Nancy gets typhoid. <laughs> so that's part of the problem. Shitty mouth. They kind of blame him for these things. The, well, the, he shot in her mouth. Mrs. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, <laughs> horrible. That's how you get Okay, no, that's not how you get typhoid. Yes, yes, it is. Let's assume because that they didn't do that. Why do it's, only gross people get typhoid? Oh it's God. fecal to oral. <laughs> Jesus, okay. We're well, not going to okay. talk about that anymore. Well, B to F. <laughs> B to M? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so. Human centipedes die. But, uh, God, we're going to stop that. We're going to cut all this out. <laughs> so no, she gets typhoid, and she's delicate, so uh, what's his, the parents, the mom basically says, don't have sex with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's too delicate for that. So what does uh, Freddie do? All girls are too delicate what for that. What does Freddie do? Shut Gets the fuck up. Got her pregnant, <laughs> knocked her up, stat. They, he said, bet. They get her an abortion in Florida Ooh. because if you're rich, Florida. illegal things illegal. Mm-hmm. And, but, but basically that becomes, you know, it, it's kind of the breaking point. There's a couple of other incidences that... Why does she have an abortion? She's too delicate to have a baby? Pretty much. Well, yeah, she's if you're a too child. delicate. She was still recovering from typhoid. And yeah. her mom, they, they basically kind of made her get an she abortion. She was about 14. She was no. not. She was 18 or 19 by this point. So she's Whoa. plenty... But I should have said his age, too, by the way. He she's was in her prime. 32 when she was what? 18. So he was uh, much older than her. Yeah. He wasn't super old, but he was much older than That's her. That's old enough. It wasn't, quite, old. it wasn't quite blaming on real country, real country but it was still... Uh, <laughs> I don't bit. get the reference. It's a movie. Yeah, an old movie. So uh, the, she, at this point, though, remember Marini's jilted wife, right? Yeah, I remember her. She starts <laughs> writing letters to the Oaks's lawyer in Florida and saying some terrible things about Freddie. Terrible things. Woman scorned. Yes. And so that, that lawyer who didn't like Freddie already takes, the, and, uh, takes and talks to the Oaks's and even exaggerates those and really poisons the in-laws with, with poor Freddie. Basically, at this point, then, they're estranged. Poor Freddie. Poor, poor so when the murder Freddy. occurs, he's clearly, he's the, the, the black sheep son-in-law who Harry hated, who Harry had, had public arguments with a couple of times, yelling and screaming, and who was on the outs with the family. So oh, Freddie Dave Marigny. Let's, let's, let's hear his story first, and then we'll, tell you, then we'll go with the official story of what the po-po said happened. Marigny said that on the night before Harry was found, Harry Oaks, that he and George Vizdaloo were entertaining a, a few people at Freddie's home, including two wives of Royal Air Force officers who were overseas, and the wives, but they were stationed there, but they were overseas flying planes, risking their lives. The wives it's a dangerous were game. hobnobbing with Mauritian playboys. So, and there was nothing to untoward happening. They were just having a nice little small dinner party. Okay? Playing Chinese checkers? No, this is not Chinese checkers. That was the Oaks folks. This the is Oaks uh, folks. This is Freddie and George and, and a couple of women. And I think a couple of other people were there as well. A dinner so, party. And again, Nancy was not there because she was in Miami on her no, way to dance. dance with Martha Graham. <laughs> See, which is awesome. They were going to have dinner outside, but it turns out the mosquitoes were really bad, and and the weather was obviously turning. It was getting windy and threatening rain. So they said, impromptu, they decided to have the dinner inside. Well, turns out, though, that Marini needed to light some, they're called storm candles. I'm not 100% sure what it means. But in the dining room, he had to light a bunch of candles that he didn't plan on lighting. So he's lighting them there quickly while the... A couple of servants are getting the dinner ready, and during the lighting of those candles, he burned his forearms and, oh. singed, and singed his forearms. Oh. Storm candles for when the lights go out during a storm. I, I guess so, yeah. Did his guests corroborate that story? Uh, I don't know, but I, they, they didn't 
discorroborate it, which okay. is a word, and I'm going to stay with that. <laughs> but also, how do you singe your? How wait, what parts of him were singed? Like his hands, I guess. Just and his, his and hands. His hair, his, like his hands and forearms. Um, the the way he told the story, it made perfect sense. I can't remember the specific details of it. Old killer. Sure, Freddie. We'll see. Keep going. So, after a lovely evening, Marini drives a couple of the guests home at about one o'clock in the morning. George stays there with his quasi date, and he's he's not feeling well. He he kind of got sick. And he drives in, in, but the drive to drive the guest home goes right by Westbourne. And one of those guests in the car with Freddie says, there's one of the RAF wives, as a matter of fact, she says she didn't notice any lights on at Westbourne. It looked dark to her. So at one o'clock, everything's dark. I yeah. think if there's a fire, even a, a, a raging, because I guess his bedroom, the window yeah. would have faced the street, so they would have seen that, theoretically. Marindy was back about 1.40 a.m. after dropping them at home. About th- and he goes to bed about three o'clock in the morning. He's awakened by Vizdalu's cat, and he at the same time he hears Vizdalu leaving his car to drive. He's driving his date home. Vizdalu comes back at three fifteen and he calls out to Vizdalu and says, "Hey, come get your goddamn cat out of my room." And Vizdalu does come in the darkened room and they speak, but he doesn't see him. Um, th- that shouldn't mean anything, but to yeah. lawyers that does. Yeah. And so basically, the guest. And 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 George Vizdalu can give him can give Freddie an alibi at, to about one fifteen in the morning for sure all the way through, and then again at about three fifteen or so. If you recall, the time of death was about one thirty between one thirty and three thirty. So he's not alibied up. Yeah, Freddie's not. But that's Freddie's story. And then he he woke up and he went to Nassau doing his business. And then he, when he was in the town, he heard about the death and so on. Now, the official story from the Miami detectives is that Marini snuck out sometime in the, you know, that key period, pr- presumably between dropping off right. the guest and being uh, talking with what's with Vizsla uh, at 3.15 in the morning. Because so wouldn't it be right on his way back? You'd have to. If they passed yeah, it on the way there. Yeah, he could have done then, it on the way back and yeah. then just been back before George right. got back. So the Miami detectives said that this is exactly what he did. It's a rainy night. He went and he got a wooden stake from the garage that was used to make new fencing. They're they building a fence, so he gets a stake. He enters via that veranda there and through the screen, clobbers Harry Oaks with the stake. He decides to conceal or to conceal the crime by burning him. So he sprays some flammable liquid on him and he uh, lights him on fire. They claimed that Harry Oaks was not ready to give up the ghost, and he kind of comes to. Because I guess medical evidence indicated that he was lit on fire while still alive. Oh, that's, that's not that's terrible. That he was not unconscious, but yeah. still alive. Yeah. And died sometime after yes. his body was burning. And so a fight ensues, and Marini apparently you know, wins because <laughs> there's Harry dead. During the struggle, they knocked over a Chin- the Chinese screen, right? Oh. So they said that's when Marini picked it up to put it back in order, and that's when he got his single fingerprint, fingerprint on, on, on know, the Chinese screen, on the top of it, by the way, the top panel. Just leave it there. Mm, you'd think. What? Why so pick it just up? Just murdered a guy. I know. <laughs> it's burnt. They know yeah. someone was there. Well, they, they theorized that he did it to sort of hide the smoke and flames from passersby. That maybe. At two in the morning, three in the morning. But an yeah. entire bed burning would create yeah. enough light to probably... Go around a small Chinese. It, it does because frame. their theory indicates that they expected that fire to be he the, the murderer spread. expected that fire to, to really completely right. yeah. incinerate and burn up 
big chunk of the house. Yeah. So you put a Chinese screen to block it. I don't know. Maybe. It's weird. Not, yeah, it's a little bit weird. They tell this to Nancy, the, uh, Nancy the wife, right? Did I say that already? His wife's name is Nancy Oaks. That. Yeah. Uh, so yes, they tell her, her and Mrs. Oaks, her mom, They just a couple of days later, uh, they tell the two of them that it's Marini, it's your son-in-law slash husband. We so know sure. for absolutely sure they leave no room for doubt. This is like two or three days later, right? They would not get back the fingerprint mat- match. The, the, the fingerprint that they processed on the Chinese screen matched with... Uh, Marini was not back for several days after they told Nancy and mom that they were absolutely 100% sure it was Marini. Give him up. Oh, no. oh. So they were very positive right away. Right. And they, the, the, the widow, the mom, is like, yep, I'll give him up. I didn't like him anyway. <laughs> Nancy sticks with him, flies back to the Bahamas to organize his defense yeah. and stays with him. Good old Nancy. So there's Great a Great old Nancy learning with Mary Graham. Martha. Martha. Martha Graham. <laughs> Mary's her sister. Could be. The, there's tons for the trial. The trial is, was very eventful. It lasted 25 days, which back in those days was unheard of. I mean, mostly they'd be a day or two, even capital cases like this. There was a lot of things going on in the trial. What I'm going to focus on is the fingerprints evidence, because that was the, the absolute key to the case and to the trial. So Marini's fingerprints, again, were found on a single fingerprint. It supposedly was found on that Chinese screen, right? How did it get there? The timing is key. Remember, the two detectives swore that when Marini was in Westbourne, the morning that Harry was found, he did not go upstairs when he was there in the morning, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, right? They said, oh, he didn't go upstairs until he was back there a second time about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The reason that's critical is because they did not process the fingerprints until the afternoon or so. So if he was up there at 11 o'clock, let's say, he could have got his fingerprints yeah. theoretically. If he was not up there, their argument was that he could not have had his fingerprint placed on that Chinese screen. Therefore, he was here last night murdering Harry. But also, he's a family member. He could hadn't he... been there in ages. Many, many, a okay. long, long time he hadn't been in the house. I mean, so they it were, couldn't have been left strange. there before. No, and he, he really spent little time in Westbourne anyway. They, remember, they hadn't been married that long. Yeah. And they're out there in Mexico with typhoid. Shut up about how it's got this cause. <laughs> and be the M. So the timing is critical. If the problem was that uh, the royal, the RAF wife, who was one of the persons that had come with Marini that morning, she said, no, we saw him go up there. You, you called him up there at like, some, like 11 o'clock or yeah. so. Yeah. Well, what does Freddie say he touched the screen when he was there? He didn't there? remember. He didn't remember, but he did say he had gone up there in the morning yeah. and that they got, had him go up there. Okay. They called for him. To, they summoned him upstairs. So, so they didn't say, hey, Freddie, wait, you grab the screen real quick you for know us. Yeah. Just, just wait, because they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to do something very much like that. I mean, it's like, when did they take the fingerprints? When did they dust and do after all that, that stuff? After, after that. that. Afternoon or so. Before three or, yeah. three or four o'clock. Oh, did so, I miss that? Yeah. yeah. You were zoning out. I did you're zone like, out. You're like Carrie as a mom. Yeah, but that's the thing. I would think... I think if the detectives would have asked him to pick to touch something, he he would remember that. Just hold on. Oh, okay. So, Marini could have uh, anyway. So that that's the, the idea. That timing is pretty critical to that fingerprint on the the screen. And there was there was some screw ups too because they presented the lawyer for Marini presented this. Well, wait. The uh, the the witnesses say they saw him go up there in the morning and that. 
there was this discrepancy in the in the three o'clock in the time he came up in the afternoon, and the Miami detectives had independently said, you know, had that kind of story of when Marini went upstairs and in the afternoon, independently with a couple of local cops. Mm-hmm. And so when they were proven that they were wrong, it was like, okay, so wait, you guys both had the same bullshit story about the timing of Marini going up. The judge was getting openly skeptical ah, in court by this yeah. point. He's going, that's an amazingly coincidental mistake. I love it. Yep. He was getting I annoyed. Like even though he's no big fan of it. But the, the by the way, the 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 island was kind of very anti Marini. At least not at least the, the um, island the white people. <laughs> the the establishment, let's say. Because yeah. he was he, one of the things that didn't like about him is that he paid his black workers relatively better uh, and treated them course. like human beings. I'm going increasingly <laughs> on Mourinho's side. <laughs> Are you? So Even though he gave that girl typhoid. <laughs> B to M. Oh, my <laughs> God. No. Other than that, he's a swell guy. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like a douchebag. In some just aspects. Is that because he's uh, he was a nice guy? He just spoke well, he French. Would fuck around he with had a goatee. He's like oh, yeah, a yeah. Crazy. He's like a rich. He did screw his wife. He's like a rich <laughs> playboy. Yeah. Let's get divorced. I have an idea. Yeah. We'll, no, we got married again. He's not my favorite human, but I also now, that's true. I'll save my opinion for later, though. He his lawyer brought the Chinese screen into the court into the, the with Barker on the stand, right? The, the detective who was supposedly the fingerprint expert who had processed the fingerprints on the screen. And he asked him to identify the print, Marini's print, on the uh, Chinese screen. Oh, but it was destroyed. He couldn't find it. Ooh. Now, he, he's oh. supposed to, because he was supposed to do notations, right? And, then, and by, uh, he said, oh, wait, there's other notations here. He got really flustered. I can't, he couldn't find it. He said that someone else wrote these notations. They had um, a break. He, had, he consulted with his other fellow cops. Suddenly, he came back and said, no, no, here it is. I was right the first time. That's that's my notation saying this is that print. It was a real. It was just a big mess. He was melting on the stand. <laughs> well, it was really hot. It's the yeah. pumas. <laughs> and also, by the way, though there were lots of other fingerprints were destroyed by humidity yeah. and the dusting process. This one by Marini was pristine, mm. even though it, it was one of the yeah. last ones processed. One of the very last ones. Remember, they they did tons yeah. of Scotch tape ones before they right. did the, the rubber. His excuse for that from Barker, he said, well, we were fortunate to have found it. Very yeah. fortunate. Fucker. Marini's lawyer, I think his name is Godfrey Higgs or something like that, he flat out accused Barker and Melchin of planting Marini's huh. rent. He said they got him alone in a room that afternoon, right? And they had him, I believe it was Barker, had him pour a glass, like, hey, can I get a glass of water from you? It's right there behind you. And they had him take the picture and pour a glass oh, of, of, okay. of water and then hand him the glass of water, which I'm sure Barker didn't touch. Yeah. And they also said, you smoke? Yeah, yeah. here. And they tossed him a brand new carton of Lucky Strike, mm-hmm. um, a pack of Lucky Strike cigarettes that uh, Marini had to open, that nice little Full shiny vein. plastic yeah. opening, and um, grab a cigarette. So there are a couple of ways. So basically, the lawyer basically said, yeah, you took it from one of those two sources and you planted it on the Chinese screen. Yeah. You know how else we know? The Chinese screen had these really intricate patterns behind it, the pla- but the, the print on the, the, the evidence, on the piece of paper, wherever, was pristine. There was no any kind of patterns behind it at all, around it whatsoever. So it, 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 he essentially said, yeah, you planted that and you got it from the glass of water or the cigarette package and that you also lied and, and you lied about the timing yeah. so you could sort of quote unquote prove that Marini couldn't have done it in the morning, had to have done it after you processed that room for prints. Make sense? 
Yes. That's the, at least that's the, what's happening here in the trial. When Barker was done testifying, by the way, he supposedly looked like he's, he stormed outside like he was going to puke. And he sort of stumbled into a, a potted plant or something like that and was heard to say, the bastard, wait till I get him back in Miami. Mm. Meaning, presumably meaning Mel- Melkin. But if you read the story, Mel- uh, Melkin and Barker had to have both kind of been in on it. So I'm not, I don't yeah. know. I, don't, I think, I think if, they, if they did, you know, frame him, they, they both did it. So there's other, another one, un, one other unexplained fact about the fingerprint was, uh, I, I'm sorry, besides the fingerprint though that I want to mention, was Harold Christie. Remember? Our, yeah. our friend who spent the night there? Mm-hmm. The I assistant did. superintendent Spooning of, with... Mm-hmm. Was not what's sp- his name? Oh, he could have just been killing him. Sweet instead. man, man love. <laughs> Sweet man, man love. Two mans. All right. yeah, two mans. Two mans. All right. All right. You're the one who asked about the crab penis earlier. Okay. That was you. Okay. That, that really was you, actually. I suppose it was. Yeah. So the assistant superintendent of police, Captain Sears, said and would not shake his story that he had seen held Christie's very easily identifiable station wagon and held Chris Christie in the passenger seat being driven by someone he did not recognize at midnight the night before Harry Oaks body was found after held Christie said he had gone to bed and was sound asleep Ooh, oh. lie, 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 lie. And, and, and had never left the house According to Hill Christie's testimony, so it see, you know it sure seems like the fix was in. So here's I'm just going to throw out some what? some some uh, other items of this trial that were extremely fishy. Here here we go. For one, the top barrister in the Bahamas was a man named Adderley, and he was like super super well respected. If you were in trouble, you wanted this guy on your side. Marindi sent him a note from prison saying, "I want to hire you as my lawyer." That note was never delivered to him, Ooh. and the Crown, the prosecution, quickly hired Adderley to be the lead prosecution lawyer. Oh. Adderley would later, Christie would, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Marindi would later see Adderley like in the hallway or something and say, you know, the least you could have done was, if you don't want to be my lawyer, at least tell me to my face. And he goes, what are you talking about? Was, I, I asked him to be my lawyer. He goes, I, never, I don't know what you're talking about. I never heard anything about that. So that's a little Ooh. fishy. That is fishy. Who's doing the mail? Yeah, with the police. Yeah. He was in, he was in prison. Oh, yeah. true. Rude. They didn't that, let... What? That's the legal. He was... Maybe, well, right? Of course. Well, I'm yeah. Sure. I imagine. Sure. They didn't let Marini, Marini say, shave off his goatee. Why, you ask? Because there was kind of a... It, it was sort of considered super hip, and all the, the people on the jury thought it made him look like a D-bag. Mm. So they, uh, he asked to shave for that reason. His lawyer said, you need to shave your goatee. It's going to yeah. prejudice the jury. He asked the prison to let him shave. They would not let him shave. That doesn't sound fair. That's not fair. If I were the lawyer, I would have snuck in like him a little yeah. like, shake. <laughs> you know? A shake? A shake. Shake Quattro. You yeah, ever seen maybe. those commercials? Yeah. In oh, 1943. Not in 1943. Yeah, very yeah. popular in 43. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought you were horribly mangling the word shank. No, <laughs> no. No. That could not be. that dumb. No. You well. just said man. A shake razor. The I, prison doctor who checked Marini on the day on the intake, right? He said he saw no real significant signs of uh, burning or singeing on his hair that were that bad at all. He was then fired almost immediately from that post. He was a a, a refugee, by the way, from Nazi Germany. So Uh, he protested, and it it was made clear to him, uh, you're in a very vulnerable situation. You need to shut up. So he shut up. Wow. Colonel Erskine Loop was the police commissioner for the Bahamas, the top 
cop for the Bahamas. The top cop. What? He had been with Marini on that morning when Marini arrived, and Loop could have testified that he saw them bring Marini up to the crime scene, to the to the bedroom, to the top floor uh, in that morning before they processed the uh, footprints. Right. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, Colonel Loop was reassigned as assistant commissioner of police in Trinidad a week before the trial started, so he could not be at the trial to testify. All right, wow. Loop. Well, it's not his fault. They were true. <laughs> not he at was all. doing that. Uh, that'd be the Duke of Windsor. Oh, that Nazi bitch. Mm-hmm. The uh, police. Always a Nazi bitch. <laughs> really is, yes. especially now. Mm-hmm. God damn it. The Nazis are you back. You know what? I had a dream. I punched uh, Richard Spencer, and it was a really. I woke up happy. <laughs> Who hasn't? Happy. That's Who a hasn't great A had that dream, dream and B done it. Exactly. I would love to. And Honestly? I'm a pacifist. <laughs> I'm not a fuck of a bit. Only really? Yeah. yeah, you're a tough you guy. <laughs> you're Nazi. You can barely lift your arm, let alone punch someone. <laughs> but I would want to punch someone so bad. You want, would want to, that's good. A Nazi, yeah. A Nazi, If you're yeah. like the fire starter, like Drew Barrymore, maybe you could do that. If it's mental, oh, you know what I mean? Telekinetic. Like but not actually physical, yeah, yeah no chance. Mother. Yeah, I would go, go full Carrie, Carrie yes. White. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, not your mother. Mm-hmm. No. Pig's blood. I your have mother. no powers whatsoever. Yeah, but you just ignore anyone. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Tune them out. Po- the police try to get... Uh, Marini had a driver, right? They try to get that driver to admit, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that he had driven Marini to the murder scene that really? night of what murder. What a loaded question. They yeah. brought him in and beat him repeatedly. He would not give up the story. He would not oh, say what that. what a nice wow. driver. He's a true friend. Give him a raise and like a house. <laughs> they even said like, hey, we're going to convict him. He's going to be in jail. You won't have a job. So what are you being loyal for? But he refused to give he him up. He was like, snitches get stitches. <laughs> he was like, beat up repeatedly. <laughs> The police also wow. tried to intimidate various friends, and indeed, Vizdaloo on the stage kind of like waffled, and and they asked him the question something like, "When was le- when did you see quote unquote your friend Freddie between when and where?" And he said, um, "I didn't see him and see him from like eleven thirty at night that night until the next morning or something like that." Well, he had spoken with him at three fifteen in the morning, as we recall, right. but he admitted to, to he just said, "No, I didn't see him." So he kind of went along with the little. Crooked little way of phrasing the of the question. The judge, by the way, called him out and said, "Wait, that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. What do you mean?" And the, and the lawyer kind of admitted, "Well, he did not, Your Honor, yeah. actually see him." The judge, mm-hmm. like, you know what you tried to imply, yeah. Dick. Don't do that again. Yeah. But still, I like this judge. Yeah, how yeah the judge the was ju- no nonsense. Yeah. He was very lucky to have that judge. I know, right? Police also tried to intimidate his. Uh, I'm sorry. The, um, I just said that the two night ah. watchmen who were supposed to be at, at the at Oak's house there. Because he had on his ground somewhere, right? He had he always he had night watchmen there there all the time, twenty four seven. He they disappeared. Night watchmen then they, they disappeared, uh-huh. and they were never they they didn't know their address, didn't know their names, and they were never found for what? the trial. Okay, super fishy. That's really yeah, fishy. Uh, the what company? What how are they, they were contracted? like? I guess they're like freelance. Kind of people he just sort of hired. Freelance you know? night watchman. He went to the Home Great Depot. Place. He went to the Home Depot. And said, <laughs> yeah, how do you I do that? A couple of I don't know. But they, but they, no but one so could, they worked for Harry Oates. They worked for Harry Oates, and no, one, see, could, no yeah. one could find their addresses yeah. or what their names what the were, hell? so they were never found. They didn't have, I mean, like, damn, son. Because oh, um, Marini's lawyer was trying to find him, but no, it's like, we don't know. And they never he never found him. I'm sure they were told to stay off exactly. New Providence until yeah. the trial was over. Uh, ask all the people on the island. Be yeah. Like, well, they probably, remember, they probably went to a different island, I'm sure. They made uh, I, I, and they made everything sound suspicious. Like when, when Freddie was being sort of chaperoned by a cop when he was a suspect before he was arrested, and they started talking about the case, and he naturally asked questions like, "Well, did they find the murder weapon? No. Can you be, you know, can you be convicted in British law 
Because maybe he's from Mauritius. He knows French right. law. Mm-hmm. In French law, you cannot be convicted with just circumstantial evidence at this time, apparently. Ooh. Yeah. But he, so he asked him, in British law, can you be convicted without the murder weapon? And, and when the cop who he said that to retold it in court, he made it sound super suspicious, like he was trying to, you know, find out if he could get away with murder kind of a thing. Mm. They also, of course, remember they scrubbed the prints so, uh, from, from the crime scene, and that also Marini's lawyer got Detective Barker to admit that they basically didn't consider anybody else but Marini the entire investigation. They really had no yeah, other... sounds like it. That's not how investigations That's work. That's not how yeah. it's supposed to work. So even the jury, despite not liking Marini, was, couldn't help but vote nine to three to acquit. Yeah. And in, in British law, I guess nine to three means it's an acquittal. So it's not a hung jury like mm-hmm. it is in the United States. Yeah. That, that was, that's a flat acquittal. He was out. Freddie Marini was a free man. But still, we asked the question, who killed who did it? Yeah. Harry Oaks? And why? And we'll find who killed Harry Oaks. Yeah, I'm I don't wondering. think they know. Capitalism. Well, Nancy. Nancy did it. A cat named James Lesser. <gasps> oh, a or cat. Or Lesser? I don't know. Wrote a book called mm-hmm. Who Killed Harry Oaks. I thought it was a real wow. cat for a second. It was pretty no, hopeful. It was a human. a human. I was like, did that one bitch from Cats, the musical? Mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin? No, wait. Uh, Grizzabella. Rapple Teaser. What the fuck is his name? Oh, um, Rum, Rum Tum Rum Tum Tugger. Tiger, Tugger. No, some teaser. I love all it's of It's Rum Tum Tugger. There There's a, a teaser, too. Rumple Teaser. That's I it. Think. Oh. Face, bitch. I know nothing about no, nothing. No, he didn't. Rumple Teaser did not write this book. James <laughs> Lesser or Leeser did. He argue, argued that you know who killed Harry Oaks? The mob. Mm. Oh. The apparently organized, an organized crime person named Frank Marshall had been hanging out on the Bahama in, on, in Nassau leading up to Harry Oaks' murder. And basically, Lesser's argument is that Lucky Luciano was... He, he draws in this whole weird connection to Luciano, the, who was a major, major mob boss, was in jail at the time in 1943 and 42, and that he had tried to um, get paroled and he has this whole thing about, he has this whole, these chapters on like the invasion of Italy and shit like what? that. It makes no, the book is, is very, it's like, it's weird. It's like three stories of kind of factual, here's what happened kind of a stuff. And then suddenly it reads like a docudrama novel. It reads like In Cold Blood. And I mean, he has dialogue and oh. relationships between characters. And it's, it's just, it's a really, it's well done, but it's weird. It's, it's they, it changes like um, into a novel. From is, chapter yeah. three to the next right. to four through eleven or so, he tried to go full Truman. It was really mm-hmm. weird, but anyway, his his story is that the mob wanted to institute gambling on the Bahamas. They were worried about the Havana was making a lot of money, right, for for casinos, and they owned those casinos. But they thought the Bahamas was an hour trip uh, from it was much much closer to Florida. They spoke English. If we can get hotel casinos on the Bahamas, we can make a boatload of money, especially after the war. Meyer Lansky, Luciano's partner, realized correctly that there's going to be a lot more money to be spent. The economy was, was going to free up, and that he thought you know, that the gambling in the Bahamas could be a, a, a mint, which it turns out was true. Mm-hmm. And he said, that, but, but the problem was gambling was illegal in the Bahamas. Hmm. Oops. Harry Oaks was very, very powerful, very important. He sat on the 17-member council, which would have to have voted to legalize gambling, and he was considered maybe probably the most influential member. He was the richest guy in the empire, let alone the Bahamas. So it's kind of like, if Harry said yes, we'll get it. If Harry says no, we probably won't. Oh. So they went to work on him, and Harry... So they wouldn't kill him. Well, Harry said no, and Harold Christie, oh. according to James Lesser, Harold Christie also said no, 
So what they did was the old mob way. They went to blackmail. Yeah. Turns Kidnap out the daughter or something. You'd think they would have done that, but what they did was they found out that um, Mexico was a neutral country, right? In fact, a lot of a lot of the brother of the president of Mexico was actually pro-Nazi. Ooh, and that's bad. there was a Swedish industrialist named Axel Wenner Grin, who had was also had Nazi sympathies. This is getting very convoluted. Okay, yeah. well, I, I'll simplify. <laughs> no, that's okay. Basically, but... they, they found out that they may have been laundering money or hiding money in Mexican banks, controlled by the Swedish Nazi sympathizing industrialist the named Wenner Grin. Harry Oaks and Harry Christie. Oaks, Held Christie, and. The Duke of Windsor, possibly oh, as well. Yeah. So, so the victim is might be a Nazi who laundered money. In no, he wasn't a Nazi. No, Harris was not a Nazi by any stretch. Um, but he was hiding money with with Nazis. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So with he well, was yes, in yes. Essentially, with Nazis? essentially, effectively, okay. yeah. Or a Nazi sympathy. He just remember okay. he just wanted to hide Nazis. money and and uh, not pay taxes and not be taxed <laughs> and and have it. He was all already. Right. He was he basically threatened. He said, "Okay, if you if you make gam, I don't want gambling here. I don't want all those damn tourists here and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Same. If you do that, I'll just move again. I did it already. I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. And I'll pull all my money out. Remember, he's had lots of development schemes. Mm. He was very okay. important to the economy. So the mob basically blackmailed the three of them. Harry still said, "Screw it, go for it." Take your best shot. I'll just move to some. I'll move to China. I don't. And but, you, yeah, I'm, I but I'm not going to say yes to gambling. And so it didn't work. So Oaks was not budging. So therefore, they uh, the story according to Lester was that they drugged him, and they they took him out to a launch just off the coast there, off the marina there in Nassau, to mm, persuade him. Mm about the error of his ways. This whole scenario in this book makes no sense and doesn't is not necessary. They could have just as easily done that in his house. Yeah. But it's supposedly because the reason it is because Lester thinks he found the murder weapon. There's a type of wrench that is used to, it's like a spanner, and it fits into oil drums a used spanner. for boat oil, oh, boat fuel, rather. Oh. And he thinks oh. that, that, he's, that Harry was, so he needs to get Harry in that launch, in that right. boat. And therefore, one thing like he maybe he struggled, whatever he smacked over the head, maybe just to calm him down. Why? And so they, his argument is that they took him home, put him in his bed, and rather than being just unconscious, they found that he was dead. So okay, crap. What do we do? Oh, I know. Let's burn the body and burn the evidence. Yeah. And so on. That di- and then it came. And then what do they do? They called the Duke of Windsor again, according to James Lesser. The Duke of Windsor got a phone call, and. The uh, was a person on the other end said, "You're going to call the Miami Police Department, and ask for these two guys, Captain Melchin and Captain yeah. Barker. They will come over and take over the investigation. Otherwise, your money in Mexico, Mexico is... is divulged." Oops. So that's so they the story. had it over on everybody in the Bahamas. That's the story. And then, uh, and by the way, there was an unidentified boat launch motor. I'm sorry, motor launch uh, scene, and it anchored outside the Marina of NASA just. The night before, the night of the murder, yeah, you know, the night before he was found, anyway, and was gone the next morning. Hmm. That part is true. Hmm. There, it's also uh, true that Frank Marshall, this mo- kind of mobbed-up figure, was on the mobbed island up. in the months before the murder as well. That that stuff's true. What uh, the hell so that's is the mob argument web? essentially. We'll talk about whether you think it's true or not. We'll talk about it in a minute. Other other theories are that uh, just sort of other pro gambling forces local. Like there's a guy named Stafford Sands. He was a kind of a local powerful businessman who was very pro gambling. Maybe he did it. Some people think. Some people think that Freddie de Marini was really the murderer after all. 
Oaks hated him. He hated Oaks. That would get him closer to Nancy's fortune. He spoke French. He had a goatee. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty pretty (laughs) open shut case. The goatee. Absolutely. Clinches it for me. Uh, What was his marriage like? Uh, said to be pretty strong. And remember, she did stand by him. She did, even though... No, 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 not Freddie's. Oh, sorry. uh, Harry Oaks. Uh, They were said to be happy. They didn't look at the wife? Did they look at the wife? They never looked at the wife as far as... She's not considered a suspect. Well, Well, she was gone. She was gone. Well, I didn't think she did it herself. Oh, hire? Yeah. Uh, What motive would she have? Her rich-ass husband? I think she would want to keep the $300 million right now alive. Maybe she hated his guts. If he died, she still gets the money. Maybe I don't know how that works. He actually in he did have a whale. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. He had a yeah. whale and split it up among uh, she and the and the kids. Did You're they have right. more? Did they yeah, have true. more than just Nancy? Yeah, they have five kids. Oh, total. good God! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's freakish. Who would have even four, let alone five? Good <laughs> lord! Five is a lot though. And yeah. when I thought it was just one. What now? I, oh. I thought they just had Nancy. No, I just didn't mention the sibs. Mm-hmm. The Duke hmm. of Windsor is also considered a suspect. He oh, was a Nazi. dick. He did clearly help cover up cover up the murder, that's for sure. True. He was said to be in favor of gambling, at least vaguely so. Maybe some people think he had interest in it, maybe. Maybe he's gonna get some money. He, he was, was always fine. grubbing for money. Wallace Simpson mm, yeah. spent money like it was water, and he they didn't have as much money as she thought they did. Mm. She lived like she's still the Queen of England, and yeah. she wasn't. Because she was a douche. And <laughs> some people think Axel Ren- Winner Grin, the Swedish Nazi industrialist, mm. has something to do with it. Like maybe uh, Harry Oaks. Yeah, he is. Swedish <laughs> industrialist Nazi. Nazi, he is. He's all those things. <laughs> he was um, a Nazi spy. And oh. people thought maybe Harry Oaks found out and was going to expose him. But that's, I mean, that's a, a shot. You know, that's a yeah. dark, dark that's, thing, basically. That yeah. one guy writing that docudrama, that's yeah. his plot line. <laughs> no, he was the mob. He said the mob. Oh, he said the mob? Yeah. That whole thing I said the mob, that's basically straight from James Lesser. Seriously? Mm-hmm. That's it? Oh, that's yeah, his, true. You that's, did say that. That's yeah. his, uh, yeah, you're tuning out a lot. Well, <laughs> you know what? You're saying a lot of things. I know, I am. How about... Yeah, it got complicated real fast at the end here. Let's go wild. one more... But I, I like that whole one. I believe it. The, the, the mob one? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to believe it. How, how, before you say that, Carrie, how about one that includes or involves Mr. Harold Christie? Yeah, I like that one. He, he was, was the only the person there for sure, right? Yeah. yeah. He was it. His bloody prints were in the room and on a towel. Why well, he got bloody prints? He said he... Well, because um, he went in there, right? He went in there. He found the body. And, yeah, he found the oh, body. Oh, but you And he said he... Yes, he did. He said he got a towel and was like mopping him down and touching oh. like he was tending to him. No. He would have been very clearly dead. He was burnt. Harold. Yeah. So Harold said that's how he got his bloody prints and that's how He's blood got on like, his towel from his room. Looking like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grill marks on Maybe him. Maybe not and as delicious like, as that, but still, yeah, you're right. Harold, I don't buy it. He also, um, Harold Christie, by the way, he said he didn't hear anything whatsoever. Yeah. So really, dude? How stor- dark and stormy was that yeah. night? You heard nothing and in also the next that, room. And also that witness who said they saw him in a car with that unrecognized then, Exactly. And then that witness that saw him in the car. Some people have theorized, and I, this is going to come out of left field, you guys have not thought about this, but that they were gay lovers. Ooh. I know obviously you guys have not thought about that. B to that B. is some theory that there is some, some what now? I have a theory. There was some, some BDD action. And that um, Christy, after all, the evidence is that Christy uh, didn't get married until he was 63 years old, so case closed. Mm-hmm. And that he was in the house a lot. 
He spent the night a lot. <laughs> he did spend the night at Christie's quite a bit, as a matter of that fact. That is a little fishy. He found the body. He said he heard nothing. He behaved really nervously. All those he, things. Well, if they were gay lovers, that might explain why he, in a in a like despondence, tried to mop up his dead ass, burned ass lovers. Corpse. Or just try to cover. Maybe he's covering up. I don't know. And that was some, some kind of love. His nah, quarrel tr- led to a bonk in the head with something, a bonk. and then maybe, he tried to cover up through fire. Maybe Christie was really lovers with the wife, and she, that's why he spent the night there a lot. And she conspired with him. She wasn't there a lot of the time. I, well, when he spent the night, oh, okay. the wife was not there. <laughs> Mom was really she was spinning a, a story. I, I think she spent a lot of time in in the U.S. Because hmm. her husband was gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she was really fine with it. Maybe she was a lesbian and yeah. she didn't really want to yeah. get married. So There's she was beard. like, you know what? What's that word me... for the... It's a like, beard? I looked no, it up. No, but the word for the marriage what's, itself is kind of weird. What's the oh. word for... Oh, I, I remember what it is now. Yeah. No, the word... The word, the word the peer, it up before. Where a gay guy marries a lesbian. There's a word for that marriage. That relationship. Uh, I can't a remember golden beard. No. A golden beard. A double beard, although a Siamese beard. It would be odd that they then proceed to have five children. Five kids is a lot to try to. One maybe. Yeah, I know. How many of the rock cuts appearances sake? Did he have any? I don't think he had any children. Um, Are you kidding me? All those Mormon fucking gays who have Mm -hmm. ten kids, they find a way. My my take my take is that I can't escape the idea that Harold Christie had something. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. It could Agreed. have been he could have been the killer himself. Period. Just him. That's that's easy. Yeah. And but would, why would, would he do it in such a way? What do you mean? Bonk him on the head and burn love him his quarrel. And, and then uh, the burning was trying to hide the evidence. Yeah. And he well, he wakes up. He's, he's got to wake up. People are going to be at seven o'clock in the morning now. Who knows? He could have done it. You know, at four three three thirty four in the morning. And he's trying to cover some things up for the next couple hours. He has to fake like, oh shoot, oh shoot, oh shoot, I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Oh, I'm looking, waking up. Let's go to breakfast. Oh my God, you're dead. Oh no, what happened? That's how he was snoring. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what that was. What? That was not a snore at all. So I think he was either, you know, he. I, it, what, what if it was Christy and? The mob. So, anyways, he could have done it. He could have been the murderer, right? Yeah. He could have been a willing participant, but with he partners didn't... in crime, or he could have been an unwilling participant. Can you yeah. imagine? So, the mob oh, says, "We're doing this. You're helping us because you're on the hook here, buddy. We've got." They could have ruined him. Maybe it was the mob. They didn't know he was going to be there, or that he was there, and they were just keeping him quiet. You know what that, I mean? That could be it. That oh, could be it. Because he didn't want yes. gambling either, so yes. he wouldn't be in cahoots Allegedly to James Lesser. I'm not sure that's true. I, I think that's not true because he was a very, very acquisitive, uh, money-grubbing guy and, and gambling would help him immensely. He was the top oh. real estate agent on the island. Gambling would put a shitload of money in his pocket. I do not believe what James, James Lesser argues that yeah. Craig, Christie was anti-gambling. Bullshit. Nah. I mean, he was very yeah, he wanted as much tourism and money yeah. flowing onto I, that exactly. island as he could. That's, that's nonsense. Is everybody dead now? Uh, yes, <laughs> I was going to slander someone. Are they dead? Yeah. Dead now? Can I talk shit? Mm-hmm. Talk shit about him. So no, he, I was just wondering if you know if anybody was able to interview anybody still no, alive. It was it was a oh. it was it was a thing you didn't talk about in the Bahamas. Yeah, Ooh, really? polite society forever. I mean, mm. even there's somebody wrote a book about a novelist wrote a book. He was at a party among the glitterati of Bahamas in Ooh, 1985, glitterati. and he was just innocently asking about the Harry Oaks murder from 40 years before. The uh, billionaire who did the party came over and said, if you ask another question about Harry Oaks, these two huge dudes behind me are going to um, boot your ass out of here. Oh. The mob. 85. Wow. So it's something that was never yeah, talked about. Mom. Were they Italian? I have another... Say again? Were they Italian? No, they were large Bahamians. Okay. 
the two guys are going to kick his ass. And <laughs> the, uh, there's another piece of evidence that I find interesting. Harry Oaks always kept a loaded pistol in the pillow below him. It blow, I'm just, pillow that he slept on, right? That's not very comfy. That yeah. pistol was never found. <gasps> Where'd it go? Ask Here's Carol. my theory. Here's my ask Harold. I think Harold knew that some business associates were going to pay Harry a visit that night while oh, Harold slept, quote unquote, in his room. Mm-hmm. He took the gun. He found a time to go in there, take the gun, hide it. So Harry didn't have a means to protect himself when those business associates of Harold Christie came a knocking. Total speculation on my part, but that's my little theory on that. So I, I think, and, and that may not have been willing. So, so Harold could have been a willing participant, like, yeah, convince him. Or could have been like, I'm screwed. They're coming over to convince him. I'm just going to mm-hmm. hunker yeah. down and pretend I didn't hear anything. Beastly. As they murder his, as they mm-hmm. beat, kill, and burn his friend. Ay, ay, ay. That's, um, that's the, oh, and, and, and yeah. in terms of the Duke of Windsor's complicity, well, he clearly was helping the cover-up. Yeah. So he, mm-hmm. I, I think Harold Christie had some, for sure was a, a central part of it, and that the Duke of Windsor was at least part of the cover-up, probably for the same uh, reason. So, uh, any, are you going to take your shots in the dark before we talk about the food? That, that last thing you said. The um, Harold Christie? Yeah. You know, the mob was the, the, the you know, Good. the most partners. likely to be honest, yeah. <laughs> the gay, all of it. Mm-hmm. The oh, you gay. think the gay too? Gay I think mob. Gay mob. Gay mob gamble. Yeah. <laughs> gay mob casinos. Gay mob casinos? Oh. Gay mob mm-hmm. casinos. Are there any gay casinos? That'd be no. A, that's a business proposition A right drag there. queen casino. Let's do that. Mm. Let's do that I'm right sure now. I'm sure there are. In let's, Vegas. Let's cut this out so no one steals our idea. Yeah. Bye, bye, guys. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, so. Yes. You, the, so you think the, the mob, Christy. I think it's casinos. likely the mob. Okay. And I don't know if Christy, I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I don't know either. I, th- I think for sure, Christy either did it or did it with his mom friends. I don't know which one, to be honest. I think he might, hmm. he might have known. I think he knows more than he's saying for oh, sure. Hills, no yeah. doubt about that. But I don't know to what extent he's, uh, you know, either accountable. just keeping quiet or. Carrie, you're oddly silent. Yeah. Silent. What do you think? She is. She just spoke. I just don't, don't know. <laughs> I know. I, don't, I honestly don't know. This one is a stumper. I, uh, other than I'm, I'm positive Harold Christie was involved in it and, and lied through his teeth. Well, you're not positive. I'm positive. I'm no, kind of, I'm, I'm positive. I'm lightweight positive. I'm positive. Come on. You I think slept that, through the murder. Good Lord. The murder and burning. Human flesh is burning next to him. I would Jesus. sleep through a murder. No, you, you wouldn't. wouldn't. But I Hell know Christie myself wouldn't. I would. Jack, I've slept through a dog pawing at my face. <laughs> and licking you. And licking me. Yeah, that's and true. I've seen it. So I could sleep Humans easily sleep through. Humans have good senses. Not me. Are you I've, kidding me? I've slept through earthquakes. Yeah. True. What's yeah. California? You guys are terrible. What? Everybody has in California. <laughs> Aaron, California. What's up for him? So you're probably wondering what happened to Alfred de Marigny. Yeah, what happened yes. to Freddie? Did he get he jailed? Let's have a was, wait, as moment. you recall, he was acquitted. Yeah. He's a free man. The jury, which was not their call whatsoever, unanimously with their verdict of innocence, also said he should be deported. Ah, that's weird. Not, He's innocent, but bye. Uh, that, that shows you the depth of his outsiderness within True. Bahamian society there. And the Duke of Windsor then worked tireless, tirelessly to make sure that, I mean, it worked for weeks to make sure he was gotten off that island because it wasn't easy. There was no, he was no longer, I forgot, there, he was a persona non grata in the US, so he couldn't fly to Miami, and that was like the only commercial flight out. So they had to get like a Royal Air Force 
um, to come get him and, and, and eventually, and they wouldn't do that. So eventually he and his wife chartered a boat and sailed to Cuba. But hey. unfortunately for him, she went back to her family and had the marriage annulled mm. in the U.S. Aww. And so he was left on his own. In he, Cuba? In Cuba. And then he like joined the, he tried to go get her in Canada and he joined the Canadian army when she said no. No, he just, he kind of became a vagabond a little wow. bit. He did, he did land on his feet and eventually wrote a book, as a matter of fact, about this incident. Oh, of course huh. they did. But he still, tried to get I mean, on Oprah. Mm. It's very much, ru- yeah. <laughs> this ruined his <laughs> life. Still, there's a little more weirdness to this case before we leave you. In 1950, a former State Department lawyer or, or just Department lawyer or something like that named Betty Renner was said to be investigating the Oaks murder in the Bahamas. Hmm. It's only seven years after it happened, mind you. Betty, uh, any relation to Jeremy? Maybe. She was his aunt. She was found in the bottom of a well, bludgeoned to death. What? A mafia, mob. Yeah. No one knows. No one knows. No one was ever convicted or said. They said, oh, it was some kind of a, you know, a black person must have attacked her uh, to rape her. Oh, that was, the, that was the story. But we can't find that person. So let's move on. Moving on. Wow. And in 1962... Christie's old secretary, his the person who had been his secretary during the murder, she was raped and murdered in her apartment in NASA. Again, must have been a black guy. Got himself yeah. an old. She was like a sixty-year-old woman by that point. Wow. We we never found out who did it, and so some people have said, was she blackmailing Harold Christie, who was still very much alive and wealthy at this time? Oh. Uh, and then he got sick of the blackmailing and had her bumped off. So there's been two deaths in the years after the murder that have, are considered suspicious and somehow tied to the Harry Oaks case. It's yeah. possible. Very possible. And that kind of, if, let's assume that those are connected to Harry Oaks, that would point even stronger to the mob. It would also point to Harold Christie, though, too, because he's still on the island in NASA. Oh, I'm, the mob, you know, I don't know how mobbed up the casinos became in, in NASA, in uh, Bahamas around NASA. NASA now has several casinos. I don't know. I don't know the the story from that from then on. But I, yeah. Harold Christie was was there. But that just sounds well, like mob activity. They didn't have to be. Does, yeah. They didn't have to be because then Harold Christie could just tell the mob, even if they're not involved anymore, they could just say, "Hey, someone's blackmailing me. If I go down, you go down too." That's true. Killer thing. Yeah, that's true. Good killing instincts there. Yeah. So proud. Yeah. Ay ay ay. So that's the story of the murder of Harry Oaks. To this day, it is absolutely not solved. No one knows for sure. We'll never. I'm, at this point, yeah, we'll never know. Yeah. Anybody who's involved is dead. Almost certainly. So, yeah, how about Nancy? Uh, good question. She wasn't that old. She might. I don't know. Yeah, she, she could was still be alive. She, yeah, she wasn't that old. Yeah, distressingly she, old. she could very yeah. well be alive. She'd be what, nineteen twenty-five ish or so. So she'd be, be really pretty old. freaking old, ninety-three or something. I bet she's dead. Yeah, she probably dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. ninety-three. Huh. Yeah, but maybe typhoid. she told somebody something. Typhoid. <laughs> she had a typhoid. But she yeah. probably didn't know down. anything. She may no, not have known I'm, anything. I, I'm sure she didn't. Probably not. Yeah, she didn't. She obviously, huh. yeah. Okay. She Hope was you enjoyed. Well, good one, Dean. Well, thanks, yeah. Carrie. <laughs> yeah, you'll See find ya. it. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, okay. thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>